Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six figure mental health business and a seven figure coaching business. Now, listen, I will keep it all the way real. I will share my top secrets. This includes the good, the bad and the ugly of what it takes to reach ultimate abundance. I believe that you can make an abundant living and become unapologetically successful, going after big business and lifestyle goals while also having fun and making a significant impact in your community and your home. So strap on your seatbelt and watch me challenge you to rise up to the person that you were meant to become. This is the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Hey, great day. Welcome back to the Intentionally Abundant Business Podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. So in today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that has come up a few times in all of our communities related to business ownership and being a visionary of your business. And I realize that a lot of um, business owners don't even know what visionary means, okay? So in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about what is a visionary, why is it important to your business, and more importantly, how can it help you see the future of your business? So looking at the basic definition, a business visionary is a person who has a clear, long-term, and inspiring picture of what their company is about or organization where it's going. And then also a visionary is able to effectively communicate the goals and vision of the company to other people on the team so that everybody can pursue the same vision, aka visionary. So this is the person that's going to have a lot of ideas. And so you may be wondering, am I the visionary of my company, even if it's just you by yourself? Because visionary is just one area or seats on your organization chart, but there are other roles on your org chart that some business owners may be more suited for based on their personality traits. And so I want to share with you four reasons as to why understanding the visionary's role is important as a business owner and then how that shows up in personality traits. 
So number one is that when you are a visionary or when there's a visionary in a business, it provides direction and purpose, right? So a visionary leader is one who can provide a clear and exciting direction for the company, meaning people in the company know exactly where the company is going. They know what the five-year plan is. They know what the 10-year plan is. Also, the visionary gives team members a sense of purpose and motivation to show up and do well. So this is not a boss even that calls themselves a boss that says, you know, whatever I say goes. It's a collaborative process because the team members are the ones that are going to help execute the visionary's vision. Also, when providing direction, um, when it's clear and it happens, everyone on the team works toward a common goal. So the team is cohesive. You don't have to worry about outliers on your team. But of course, with a visionary on, you know, in a business, the visionary also has to be able to see how they want to strategically create their team so that they can make sure that people are able to execute. So when we're going through these um, different ways of seeing yourself as a visionary, think about it like an assessment and ask yourself, do you have the capacity to be able to do these things? And when I say capacity, what I really mean is skill set, because capacity can be a fully loaded word. Capacity can be Do you have the knowledge? But it could also be, do you have the time to be able to execute it? And one of the problems with um, beginning entrepreneurship is that you don't have the time to do much of anything because you're doing everything, right? So a visionary provides direction and purpose. Um, Number two is that a visionary creates space for new and fresh ideas. So the visionary leader encourages creativity on the team or in the business. They don't mind experimenting with things to see what is and what will not work. They don't mind taking risk. They're not risk averse. And so a visionary is a person that will see where they want to be at in a year, and they'll try all things of how to get there. And then depending on what they test it, then they'll determine, okay, um, number two works. So we're going to keep doing number two over and over again. But at least we can move forward because we know we've tried one through seven, but number two has been the most successful. So they don't mind taking uh, risk. They also, all of these, uh, I'm going to say experiments, it can also lead to new innovation, meaning new things, the new fresh ideas, and also breakthroughs that can drive the company's growth. If you don't try different things, at least in the beginning, you really don't know what you like. You don't know what hits or lands well with your prospective clients um, or customers. And sometimes you may need to test out things, but the goal would be that you don't keep testing them out, that you also take yourself through like a debriefing process, a review process, so you can see what actually works. And then whatever works, you keep doing that thing over and over again and just making it better over time, right? So what does all this mean in terms of like creating fresh ideas and new ideas, okay? So as a leader, you're consistent in business growth or scalability, depending on what phase of your business you're in. Growth is linear, meaning you may be working more to make more. Scalability is you're working less while earning more. Of course, you have a team. But the leader has to be receptive of the new ideas because you may not be the only one that has ideas. If you empower your team members to be motivated and show up great and work toward the company goal, you may want to have an open door policy as well in meetings or maybe they submit a form just sharing their ideas. This doesn't mean that somebody is taking over your business. It just may mean that you've given them some power in terms of where they sit at on your org chart. They're clearly good at what they do. So they're giving you some light into what can make it even um, better. So in terms of leadership and incorporating your team, 
when you are open to different ideas from your mindset and vision and your team members, you will also be up to date with things that you can implement into your business that increases money, aka increases revenue, right? Um, it also produces new and fresh ideas that leads to bigger and better or expansive products and services. And so you always want to be open to new and fresh ideas. However, you, that, that does not mean you have to implement all of them. Okay. So in our business, meaning like our company, I say our, like, cause it's multiple people in our company, even though I'm the CEO, I recently shared my vision at the time of recording this podcast episode. And when I shared my vision about a particular product, um, that we were going to offer this year, it's not new. It's something that we've done before, but we paused on it because we needed to shift our focus elsewhere. And now I have the capacity to implement it back. So I shared the vision with the team and said, this isn't set in stone. This is just my idea. It's just my thoughts. I then wanted to know what were their thoughts. I want you all to share your um, thoughts because who's going to be the one implementing majority of the strategy to get this thing up and running? The team. So I have to have their buy-in. And I don't like to be the business owner that just says, this is what we're going to do and we're going to move forward with it, whether you like it or not. Now, I ain't going to lie. Have I done that with some products or services that they were aware of? They didn't know that it was going live. Yes. Did I recognize that I did it after because my team had no clue what was going on? Yes. And so as a CEO, as a leader, as a visionary, I walk around with my ears and wide open that I listen to my team, right? And I also have taken on the mindset that my team is not working against me because that can be like a myth and negative narrative that business owners tell themselves. Like, I don't want their opinion because they're just working against me. Um, they just want to take over. They want my spot. Like, if that's your energy, you really need to work on leadership and your mindset before you launch another product or service, right? So bottom line is create space for new and fresh ideas, um, number three is customer loyalty, also known as what I call community loyalty. You're going to have super fans. You're going to have people that come to everything you do. You're going to have people buy everything you have. Um, and I have coaches where I'm their super fan, right? Like it's not foreign. So as a visionary leader, your goal should be to inspire your community by sharing your vision and values, you know, based on how you want to share it. So I have no problem whatsoever telling my community, I want to make a whole lot of money because I want all y'all to make a whole lot of money because I want to be able to help as many people as I can. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that, the only way I'm going to be able to have like live events or continue the podcast or do certain things for the community, including in my personal life, is if I make a whole lot of money because the money predicts how much impact I'm going to make versus I just want y'all to buy all my stuff so I can make a whole lot of money. Like one of them sounds hella, like I'm not going to say selfish, but just focused on you. And I believe that we were put on this earth for a bigger purpose beyond ourselves. Like I have told my community time and time again, and I'm going to tell you again, that this is your first time being introduced to me, that I want to make so much money where I can be the funder to business owners' dreams that are in my community. I want to have grants that they don't want to have to pay back. I want to be able to have some of my students be able to share their testimonial, people vote on it, and then they want a scholarship to pay back student loans. You feel me? Like they don't have to depend on the government. That's why I want to make a lot of money in addition to a whole lot of other you know, things. And so I don't mind sharing my vision, not just with my team, but also with my community because it can lead to more brand and business loyalty. And then they can start spreading the word. Why? Because they like your energy. So for example, I will share with my community 
why I want, like I said, our company to make a certain amount of revenue. And it equates to the give back is on another level, right? Number four is as a visionary, you want to be able to anticipate future trends for your business. So you want to be able to anticipate future trends and adapt your company's strategy with how you're going to offer or launch a product or service so that you can stay ahead of the curve. You never want to feel like you're behind. Now, let me give a disclaimer about that. Just because I don't want you behind doesn't mean that you should be doing everything that everyone is doing. So if you just started your business, you don't need to be on YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, and all these other platforms, okay? Choose one. Choose one that you can be committed to and do that thing. Just because you hear me on a podcast doesn't mean that you go create one. Just because I had a launch that generated a certain amount of results doesn't mean that you go and create a launch or that you launch the same type of product. Every product and service works for different people for various reasons. And a lot of it goes beyond the structural components of their product or service, but it really goes down to how that person shows up. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to my previous podcast episode in which I went live, we were talking about... Um, when do you stop giving away your work for free? But that podcast episode, also known as an Instagram workshop, was filled with a lot of valuable tips in terms of how to maneuver through your mindset related to even pricing, right? Because you have to be able to build a relationship with your clientele so they can trust you, so they can get to know you even through content online, okay? So also as a visionary, when you are able to understand the trends of what's going on with your product or service in the marketplace, are people actually looking for your product or service or something like it to solve the problem? Are they going to take true advantage of actually investing in the product or service so that it can guarantee your business long-term success? What am I really saying? Does your product generate results that people want? Don't lock yourself up in a closet, as I mentioned in the previous episode, building something and you have not tested it out yet. So different ways that I test out my product or service is that I will survey my audience. I will create a podcast episode for it. I've even gotten really savvy with just saying, you know what, I'm going to schedule a Zoom call, like just register for it. We're going to come on here. I'm going to, you know, introduce the information. Just share your thoughts. That's it. It's not a coaching call. It's just an information call. And those who are interested to move forward, they can click a link or I'm going to email them and then they move forward, right? Also, when it comes down to anticipating future trends, you also want to be more efficient in your business in terms of how you show up in your role as a visionary. So what I mean is stay in your lane. If you are a visionary, be the visionary. You're not the bookkeeper. You're not the CPA. You're not the page designer. You're not the copywriter. Now, does it mean that you can't learn how to do these things or have a love for it? You absolutely can. But if it's not your gift, stay in your lane, which means that as a visionary, you have to hire out. And we're going to talk about team building more so related to streams of income and like future podcast episodes. Okay. So before we end, I do want to share at least four famous um, business visionaries and let me know if any of these people sound familiar. So the first one is Steve Jobs, co-founder of Apple. So Steve Jobs was known for his ability to see beyond what was currently possible and imagine what could be. And I don't know if you've seen the movie, but it's a super good documentary. I don't know how much of it was inflated due to the movie, but it still shed a good light on him not giving up and being the visionary of his company. Um, He was a master of design and marketing, and he was responsible for introducing many iconic products, such as what we use now, the iPhone, the iPad, and the MacBook, right? 
Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla and SpaceX. So Musk is a visionary entrepreneur who, who always looked to push the boundaries, okay, of what is possible. He went beyond what people said that he could or could not do or that could or could not happen. Um, he has a long-term vision to reduce humanity's dependence on fossil fuels, aka fueled vehicles. Um, he call, he wants to colonize Mars and revolutionize the transportation industry. Clearly, we've seen that through all of his vehicles. They've become way more popular and way more accessible. Number three is Jeff Bezos, founder and former CEO of Amazon.com. Um, he had a clear vision for Amazon from the beginning to be the world's largest online retailer. And I love one of these memes that goes around and shows like, where people started is not where they end because it showed him, I think in his garage, it was super messy. It was paper everywhere, but his goal was to build a system also known now as Amazon. So um, he wanted to be the largest online retailer and he worked tirelessly to make that vision become his reality. Um, he is now known as one of the richest people in the world and his company continues to be at the forefront of technological innovation and e-commerce, right? Um, lastly, one of my favorites is Walt Disney. So most people don't know that there's another side to the visionary also known as the integrator, also known as the executioner. So Walt Disney was the visionary. His brother, Roy Disney, was the executor, also known as the integrator. The biggest difference is that the visionary is the face of the brand. And then the integrator is a person who is not in front of everybody. They're making sure that stuff is happening in your business. Okay. They're also the person that will reel in the visionary and say, yo, you have all these ideas and it's great, but let's finish this first one. And some of us don't want to get somebody like that on our team because we don't want to be told what to do. But then what happens a year from now where you're exactly where you were last year because you keep entertaining various ideas and not finishing and seeing any of them all the way through multiple times over. Let me reiterate that. I'm not saying that you cannot produce a product and then produce another product. But why would you produce a product one time, launch it, make it successful, and then you forget about it and move on to the next? It's almost like you got a boyfriend and then, or a girlfriend, and then y'all hung out for a little bit, you got your needs met, and then you just moved on. That may work for relationships, I guess, for some people, but it doesn't work in business for higher level success. So Walt Disney saw the future of fun for families in an amusement park in the middle of the city, also known as Anaheim. Orange County, Southern California. No one believed that it could be done and did not want to help him fund it. He shared his vision with enough people until they saw the vision. So what am I saying? Share as much information as possible. Like when I first started my business, I would do a webinar with like two people on there, sometimes nobody, but you would think that a thousand people were on there no matter what. But people only see the outcome. They don't see what we're doing behind closed doors. So he shared his vision with so many people until they said, I want to see it. Um, and so clearly we have a Disneyland, plus we have Disneyland in multiple countries. And then we have other Disney parks along with, of course, Disney World. He didn't even see Disney World be built, but he saw, of course, from heaven, his vision come to pass because his company made sure that they continued his vision. What I'm getting at, his vision outlived him. His vision outlived him. Okay. So if that's something that you want to work toward and you want to make a bigger impact, you definitely want to tap into what can I produce beyond one-on-one -on -one services that can serve more people if that's something I want to do. 
And if that is, make sure that you stay connected with this podcast and specifically with me on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. Because this is still February, we're going to be dropping something throughout the end of February, the last two weeks, and then we're going to introduce something about mid-March. And you definitely do not want to miss it because we're going to continue talking about what does it mean to be a visionary in your company? And then also, what does it mean to slow down and speed up in terms of focusing on one mainstream of income at a time, see it through, make it successful, enhance it, master it, and then move on to the next one. All right. So I hope that you really enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, If this is your first time tuning in, I'm very grateful for your presence today. Please share this episode with one or two business owners that you believe that this will be helpful to motivate them in terms of them knowing that they are the visionary of the company and also so that their vision can outlive their time here on earth. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more resources, head over to drtk.com forward slash link for additional abundant resources. Now, until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.